When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man there trying to stop Drogba hey, getting himself into further trouble. Oh, it's not a bad ball for Pelé on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. And what a great goal that was! Carlos Alberto! Maradona just walked away from Hoddleland. Maradona. So hello and welcome back to the Scoreless Thriller podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined as always by Leon. Leon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hi. And we're delighted to be joined by James and David from the from the Field of Screens, the sports movie review podcast. Welcome to the podcast today, James and David. Hello. Hello there. We're also delighted to be recording on what will be known in future years as Super League Monday. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Day to remember. <laughs> yeah. So the day football died, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how apt that we we're we're discussing the beautiful underdog story of a group of administrators who just wanted the world of football to be governed by the same rules and regulations. <laughs> it's a yeah. real passion story, isn't it? <laughs> In ten years, people will be saying, "Who are they? Who are they?" <laughs> So before we get into too far into our main topic for today, which is the 2014 film uh, United Passions, I wanted to ask uh, you, James and David, a bit about like you've obviously covered a lot of sports movie podcast, uh, sport movie films on 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 your on your podcast. But what do you think is like some of the things that actually make a good sports movie, as opposed to like the monstrosity that I subjected you to this week? <laughs> Well, we've, we've seen some monstrosities, I think, as well. So, um, I don't know. I think one of the things James and I think is very important is a good montage. We love so a montage. You'll you, you have a little montage, a little bit of learning a skill or getting in shape. You know, that's always a good little uh, a good little device. Uh, we like rating them on those, don't we, James? What about you? What's your well, uh, favourite? To be fair, the, we, we watched this film with my flatmate and she has no interest in football. But she did okay. enjoy the two-minute montage, which was Seth Blatter traveling the world, oh, doing yeah. handshakes to a to a background of some Brazilian football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it was some lovely tunes, very engaging. Oh, it was um, yeah. it was one of the high points of uh, <laughs> uh, an otherwise fairly low movie, I'd say. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think one of the things we found uh, with a lot of our films is we keep on asking ourselves is this actually a sports film after we've already watched it? Like we watched any given Sunday, which actually has absolutely tons of American football in it. But then afterwards we're like, is this really a sports film or is it just using sports to like totally like critique capitalism and stuff like that? And (laughs) yeah, you know, we just keep on getting, uh, yeah, a bit existential about them really, but I don't know. We've generally enjoyed watching them, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I'd agree with James there. It's, it's, Another one was a lot of people will say Field of Dreams is one of their mm. favorite sports movies, which is hence why we, you know, mm. use the name. Uh, but um, that is not a sports movie, really. I mean, there's sport in it, but that's it's, what you find with a lot yeah. of these movies. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think it's open for interpretation. It really. is. We've had some suggested and we've had to debate. Does this count as a what was the one that we wanted? Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Oh, sure classic. Is, is dance yeah. a sport? 
Well, I, think, well, I guess it can oh, be. Alex. Yeah, I think if it if it was like he was trying to get to the Olympics, you know, to win the gold medal in dance, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's a sports view, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen it, so I don't it, know. Well, it's not just about professionalism, though, right? Like, True. you can have sports exactly. without going to the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. True. It doesn't have to be like some sort of organized tournament, you know. With yeah, we're doing the Karate Kid two this week in our podcast, and it's like there's like there's no tournament in that, you know. So yeah. you've got to it's it is difficult, but we just go on gut feeling, and I think our guts decided that we couldn't handle Billy Elliot. So skip <laughs> that one. Skip that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could cover the Queen's Gambit, right? If it's chess, if you count chess as a sport. I mean, uh, I, I, I think the debate, yeah. the philosophical, philosophical debate is about chess being a sport or not, right? Yeah. Because if, if you yeah. agree to that, then yeah, Queen's Gambit definitely is. Like, yeah, well, I guess darts a, is a sport. What's yeah. the difference? Right? I guess a sport is anything played competitively, you know, not necessarily professionally, but competitively. So, you know, yeah, why not? I yeah. really like the Queen's Gambit, actually, so I don't mind watching so, that again. So then you would also say that, like, that actually professional computer gaming. Esports would be yeah. a sport. Yeah, yeah. I think like so. Esports that that's accepted. I think so. Yeah. Is there any esports movies? There probably is one, isn't there? Yeah, I bet you there's some Korean ones or something. Yeah. Oh, well, Alex. Yeah. Alex just made a beautiful montage of the, his Madden football game. <laughs> oh, nice. It's <laughs> not quite a movie length. I think there is. I think there might be an esports. I think there was like a documentary about like a like a League of Legends team or something. But I'm not. Oh sure. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so why, what thing that's also always kind of, um, I've thought about, like, why do you think some sports are much better to be covered as films as opposed to others? Because I think generally the consensus is that football films, shit. Yeah. Um, American football or something like that, it's a bit easier. Or boxing, I think, is the best example of usually is quite good. Yeah, yeah. we found boxing's good. Basketball really Basketball lends itself well, yeah. well to being filmed. I think American sports, in a way, are really good for film because they're often a bit more stop-start by their nature because, you know, they have, like, American football, you know, you, they have, like, it, it's first down, then there's a set various plays, and the plays last a little bit of time, so it's quite easy to film it, whereas football is, like, an organic 45 minutes of action, and it's hard to to jump in and out of it so much, I think. But Yeah, you know, I, th I think it's quite easy to use a sport, like a basketball game or a season or whatever, to you know um to, sh to be used as a foil for a bigger purpose or a bigger story so as you're going along you can play out certain parts of a story alongside a, a basketball season or whatever there's highs and lows it just lends itself to the natural plot of a movie really but as james says as well with something we discussed basketball was one that really cuts well for movies because you can really cut different angles together it's quite hard to tell that it's not a flowing game whereas with football such as we did goal last week uh you know it's quite obvious when things have been cut cut together but we really enjoyed goal more uh, than we it thought was, we would it was a bit of a nostalgia people are really trip. rude about goal but i think it, I, I haven't seen it since since i was young but i think nor yeah, had I. <laughs> I i haven't seen it for like 15 years it's better than i remembered it definitely yeah. and uh, i'm a newcastle fan anyway so i just was I had this added nostalgia of you know remembering Nobby Solano and Kieran Dyer and Lauren Robert playing for <laughs> so, you know, the glory days as well. <laughs> what, what has been, so if you were to say like, what has been the best and the worst movies that you've covered so far, which would, what would your, be your personal favourites? I think the best for me was The Mighty Ducks. Absolutely oh, loved it. I was so surprised that. how good it was. Um, I, I just mean... really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed Le Mans 66 as well, didn't we? Yeah, that was that, great. That yeah. was really cracking. Um, the worst, Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always the sequel. Or, it was <laughs> or Safety was pretty bad. That was yeah. a 2020 movie that we did. Um, Disney came out, American yeah, Football back film. in the last year. Oh, that's like a Disney one, right? It's, oh, man, yeah. it's so boring. <laughs> the trailer is quite good and quite exciting. And the movie is nothing like that. So, yeah. Yeah, we were disappointed. We were really heartbroken with Mighty Ducks too, weren't we? Yeah, we because were. I'd never seen the original, and actually, you hadn't either, had you, David? As it happens, I don't think I had. No. Um, and we watched it, and it like really took me by surprise because I I thought it was really good fun, and then we watched the sequel, and it was just shit. 
you know? yeah but we've got hopes for mighty ducks three to swing yeah we're doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just a dialect that is the rule it'll, it'll, it always bounce back it'll up the end up one. on the top again yeah fingers crossed yeah. but then on this scale then you know wh- where where would you play today's movie where where's where's united where's passions? united passions at the bottom oh, I mean, this is the worst <laughs> this is the worst one i've seen yeah, yeah. definitely i i un- unashamedly had quite a bit of fun watching it Oh, yeah, I, I think, think there's some fun to be had. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I'm one of those people who do really enjoy bad movies sometimes. Like, my favourite room <laughs> film is The Room. and But do you think it has, like, the quality of The Room? Because no, no, I don't no, even not... think it's that hilarious in its, you know, bad cinematography or anything. Or storytelling. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just the dialogue the whole way through. It's, like, the yeah, lines. I mean, you sort of have to hate watch this film a bit, don't you? And... It is entertaining, especially knowing how it all turned out for Set Blatter, like about a yeah. month after the film came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. I think I if it was 20 it... minutes shorter, then I, I would have, but it is just a bit too long. And we like, say that almost every flatter. week. <laughs> yeah. Every film we watch, we're like, well, it could have been 20 minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it made it to the it's so bad, it's good situation for uh, me this one. no right so, it's bad it's bad i agree i agree yeah 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 it's in that really unfortunate uncanny valley yes but yeah uh, good to have seen it good to have seen it i mean okay so so because yeah we i think we have to take it apart a bit like the whole mm. thing because it piece starts it starts kind of with this founding father's myth of, of FIFA, right? Yeah, if you were to give a synopsis of United Passions, like, I don't know where I would even start. I think that's the issue. Like, it's just like, here's a hundred years of history. I mean, at the, <laughs> beginning, at the beginning of the history, right? I mean, like, that's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. It's like British bad guys because they don't want to join. Oh, and oh, then man. the Europeans oh, who are good because they've got this beautiful vision of the yeah. same regulations for football worldwide. We've literally yeah. been arguing about the same things for a hundred years. Eh? <laughs> I mean, they didn't take any, uh, they didn't miss any opportunity to have a go at England. In it, <laughs> no, but, they didn't. <laughs> they, they really did. But I, but I sort of felt like they came off really badly for it. Like, they're all, you know, straight off the bat. It's like they're sort of reveling in how much it's going to piss England off if they all unite and they're like yeah that'll teach them and they're like and then it goes by for like 20 years and no one's given a shit at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they interrupt poor Uruguay's gold medal you know yes. yeah heckling whatever. heckling the gold medalist oh. yeah yeah but we are the good guys even because <laughs> <That was, laughs> we got some press yeah, on this. that was so yeah. patronizing but they didn't actually <laughs> Like the press actually denied to cover this to to large degree. Yeah. So it wasn't even in vain. It was just being rude to Uruguay. Yeah. I did wonder why Uruguay were wearing their cricket whites. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I think uh, back in the day, everyone everyone wore cricket whites. I think. That was very odd, wasn't it? And and when they were doing the training on the boat on the ocean liner on the way over to the yeah. World Cup, yeah. they're all doing it with like a, a like a cricket jumper tied around their neck, and so yeah. it was just oh man, hilarious, hilarious. But I don't quite follow. I'm not like a FIFA historian, but and nor do I ever really want to be. But I I've, I don't quite follow this sort of like dichotomy against the British when the second president of FIFA was English. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess it was that they probably did get a reaction, as is shown in the movie, when they approached the FA and yeah, were yeah. basically told, we don't need you. We can run our game just fine. Thanks very much. You know, it kind of reminded me of the attitude of, you know, somebody from South London being considered a foreigner if they played for a North London side. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, we're never going to need to go beyond our borders, are we? Because we're, we're England. We so, you know, the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't really mind if they uh, did, you know, sort of exclude England a little bit after getting that kind of reaction. But, um, it just it was yeah well that person that they um that they talked to who just sort of ignores them lord kinnaird do you guys have you guys seen him in uh anything else not the actor i mean the character because no. oh was it in this, that um yeah the netflix, the netflix series, series the english game 
Oh, have you watched that? I've watched the whole thing. It's almost, it's supposed to be almost as bad as United Passions. No, no way. <laughs> no. Whoever said that has not seen United Passions. Okay? Because, uh, you know, there's actually some interesting stuff in there, like the history of the beginnings of the FA Cup and the first professional footballers. But Lord Kinnaird is one of the main characters because mm. he was like a founding well maybe not a founding member but he won the fa cup five times and he was on the fa board and then he became fa president and he really was like genuinely like the ronaldo of his day in terms of like fame he was the one that people knew about uh, so it's quite interesting just seeing him in in this again popping up again because they portray him quite favorably in the english game and Probably less favourably in United not so Passions. Much, not, not so favourably in <laughs> yeah. United Passions. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really... So, so, then, so then, okay, so they've, they've said, made this committee. Yeah. You know, we are going to govern the, the game by the mm-hmm. same rules and regulations, and this is how it's going to go. But then it's sort of like the timeline of the film just seems to just want to jump from set piece to set piece, and it's like not really... Sh- hard to follow where they're actually, actually going. Imagine, imagine all the stuff they cut out of this film like those were the exciting bits that they could find yeah. in fifa's history the the bits where someone's going how's the deal with coca-cola guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can't lose that that's a, yeah. that's a killer line we need to know how the coca-cola deal is doing yeah you know? we need to see a bunch of school kids running off the pitch in africa to go and get their coca-cola you know oh. so that they can rehydrate that was a weird weird <laughs> little bit as well um, yeah, so the whole film is inter- also interspersed with this, like, oh, that few map. minute clips of some kids playing football. Yeah, and or it was just sort of the earth location. Yeah, you know, so like you're supposed yeah. to, I don't know. The United Colours of Benetton match yeah. they're having, like, it's yeah. like, they've, they were like, we, like, you know, you could just see the FIFA committee, so every, we've got to have every single nationality and ethnicity you know represented in this because we want to be as inclusive as possible because obviously FIFA's always yeah and and they oh and they go oh and a girl yeah (laughs) that was the last one on the list oh and one girl yeah and then we're gonna make out like we really care about women's football in this film I thought that really that really irritated me how Seth Blatter was trying to come off like some sort of pioneer of women's football like he, yeah, general him. pioneer of, of rights <laughs> and football and, and universal corporation and whatnot. It was Yeah, the film is quite interesting in how it tries to deal with sort of politics. Like I think uh like Jules Romain comes across as like very like woke and self-aware. He's like, Will people worry about us having this World Cup in Uruguay when the Great Depression is coming? And you know, he's <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he's he's painted as a sort of like this very like like future future kind of visionary and like his his daughter is always there to rebuke the the yep. racist englishman who appears <laughs> by the, by the yeah. way do we know whether the daughter whether that's actually factually correct well, was I, she I, traveling I, around with him all the time because well, i didn't I, I didn't get to fact check this i i assumed she did cause... i mean i googled her because i wanted to work out why she had an english accent despite yeah. being mm. french apparently no mention of her. I can't find her. I don't oh, even right. know if she really exists. So well, I, she does. I did. I did read something that she did oh, travel with him to the nineteen thirty World Cup. Like that. And that was nice. Okay. All I got. Which is kind of a low bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> she did exist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, that's all we know. <laughs> that's all we know. <laughs> well, you, guys... you know, let's take their word for it. FIFA have always been honest in the past. Yeah. So, you know, it seemed we'll, we'll pretty straight up. It. This yeah. it seemed really objective. This film, so I'm sure. Yeah. Did you? What did you guys think? You know, you mentioning about Uruguay and the World Cup. Like, um, I found it really weird. There's that scene with Jules Romain. He's talking to that chap from Uruguay. I can't even remember who he who he was meant to be. Um, and he's like, yeah, don't worry, we'll give you all the money for it. We'll pay for everyone to come over. And that's in like 1925. And then it cuts to 1928. And they go, and the winner of the first World Cup is... It's Uruguay. Yeah, I'll be shocked. And then it goes to that man who had the conversation earlier about having the money. He's like, yeah. an approving smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well have just handed him a big bag with a dollar yeah. sign. It was actually a bit worse than that because they had that meeting with with the Uruguay guy where he's like saying, oh yeah, I've got this idea for a t- tournament and we'll pay for it and we'll sort it out. 
And then Jules Rene pitched the idea to, I'm guessing, a FIFA committee or something. And he said, the host yet to be decided. Yeah, like, like you've decided, mate. I know, I know. <laughs> After ensuring that all the, like their meals and hotels would be picked up as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so no, you will, I, I you will pay for it all. There's a lot of lines in there which are very like very deliberately placed, and he's like he he asks the Uruguayan, "Will you ensure that all the referees are not paid for and that we'll have oh, fair yeah. competition?" Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure really that was his insist. main concern. Yeah, that was the greatest yeah. concern. Really insist on on fair play. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That, yeah. Oh man. I was always wondering: Did, did the, the the people, and especially FIFA, did they think that this would go well with the with the audience afterwards? Like, did they did they actually think that the public would buy this? That's what oh, I've well, seen they... it pitched as like a PR movie. I think it's a terrible PR movie. That's I don't think I mean. it makes FIFA look good at all. And they, I mean, they had some means, right? Like you could tell that like the cameras were the worst ever, and they had some ideas of how to portray the story, but it was just so blatantly a propaganda thing that I was wondering did they actually think that this would work I think they did I mean do you know it holds the um record for the lowest box office return Return. in US history yeah (laughs) I think it's like like, less than a thousand dollars somewhere one one cinema return nine (laughs) dollars I mean Um, it's incredible but yeah. I do, yeah, I do wonder, like, after this film was all, all, all done, and like, then they showed it to Seth Blatter, and like, all the committee high ups and FIFA were like sat down in a room to watch it, and they're like, ah, yes, this is, this is the story that's that, that we wanted. I was the good I guy. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it exactly as this film depicted, but I like this angle. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, well, I think he'll just remember by... like the last scene set blatter oh. because he's sort of painted as some kind of hero seeing off a rebellion yeah and like it's like grand reformer who's everyone's trying to undermine yeah um, yeah really all ardently was... fighting against corruption amongst the peers and everything it's insane yeah um i just didn't understand <laughs> i think it was a movie that if you didn't know the history of the world cup or football there was loads of things that they just barely mentioned that would be really hard to know what they were talking about. There was like a little, um, there was like a little mention to England losing to the USA in 1950, and like, yeah, I don't I understand why they even... didn't show that bit. And then they're like, yeah, talking about it a few days later. <laughs> exactly, that's like a heroic bit of like an underdog. This, you know, really tiny team. It was like a Haitian guy playing for the USA. Semi-professional, well, not even semi-professionals, amateurs yeah. beating yeah. this great English side. Didn't even talk about it. You know, missed a chance to have a dig at England there. So, you know, did you know they really didn't want to even acknowledge that England won the World Cup in 1966 <laughs> because they go around like there are a few a few various World Cups, don't they? And like the yeah. 1966 ones, all the highlights are watched through a shop window <laughs> yeah. with all these people just like cheering outside. And then you I was get, fine like, with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. And then it, then it goes on to like Brazil 1970, and there's all this real footage of it. And I was like, oh come on, guys, like, yeah. Yeah, give us a chance in this film a little bit. But I, I think with the 66 World Cup, it has the scene before where Sir Stanley Rouse, like the, the former FIFA president, and he's he's like he's an asshole to uh, to ha- to have a lunch. Like he's like it's Sir Stanley to you. I think you'll find. Oh, yeah, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and he's like the next World Cup is in England, and we will win it. And he's like as a viewer, like ah. He's so arrogant, and then yeah. you do, do win yeah. it. Yeah. But he was right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he say, like, sure they will? Did Something. He? I think he yeah. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, I just, I thought it was a bit weird they didn't use, like, a bits of, like, famous commentary as well. I mean, they think it's all over it is now. Is It, like, would have been perfect for a little bit of... I think they just didn't want to pay for the license on it. Yeah, I, but I would have thought they must own it, but maybe not. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I completely that's... agree. Like, mm. dude, with the with the whistles and the belts, if you actually make it a propaganda piece, then you know, work it. Like, yeah, yeah. use yeah, all the yeah. drama and everything you have, and throw it at the viewer. At least you get something out of it, right? Like, yeah. that, that's what what I was hoping for. But it's just, I, you know, I wouldn't. I would never have thought if somebody had said, "Hey, there's this movie, and it's basically the history of the World Cup, and we go through all of the World Cups, and you see all the great moments." I would never have thought it could be so boring quite frankly <laughs> you know 
It is but the same, I, isn't it? May, maybe it is like the FIFA administrators find like the Coca-Cola deals or like signing a deal for a new World Cup ball. Maybe that is the most exciting part of <laughs> yeah. football to them. So Do, you know, I'm going to ask you like, like for your p- favorite bits of the film a bit in a bit, but okay. one of my favorite bits was... <laughs> prepare. Prepare, prepare for hang this. On, hang was on, the, I have to write one down. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was was in the in the 1950 World Cup, and you have this famous game between Uruguay and Brazil at the Maracanã with 200,000 people, and Jules Rimet has to present the World Cup, and he the score is like you can kind of see from the footage that it's it's one one, and he's going to go down the stairs and now onto the field to bring the cup cup down, and he's like he's walking he's walking and he's coming into the light, but he hears like complete silence. And obviously, as if you're, if you know, like your football, you know that Uruguay scored, and then like Brazil, there was like complete anguish and stuff like this. But I was just like wondering, like how, like Uruguay scored in the 79th minute, like how slow was Jules Romero? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't look in the best shape, but it looked like a long. Yeah. <laughs> For 20 minutes down the stairs, that by the time he came out, he hadn't quite realized it was, like, it was so confused, and it's like a Uruguay player, sort of like kind of anxiously kind of comes over to him to try and get the World Cup off him and he's like Are there? You, you, you won! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he seems hell-shocked. Like. He definitely looked like he had money on Brazil, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of things about that. I thought, first of all, when he's like walking through the tunnel towards the light, I was genuinely thinking Christ, did Jules Romain die at the World Cup <laughs> fight? His symbolism <laughs> was insane! Like, I, I really thought they were going to say like he died in the tunnel. Yeah. And they had he to ascended the football. The, yeah, he came back as football he Jesus. Trophy out of his cold dead hands and hand it to you. Um, but yeah, I think the other bit was just like that result. I know it was heartbreaking for Brazil as they're hosting a World Cup, and you know there's quite a lot of presumptuous commentary about they go one nil up quite early on, and it's like, hey, it's yeah. going to be Brazil's cup. It's yeah. like, well, settle down. It's a long way to go yet, but. Um, yeah, I just thought they painted that. that loss for Brazil like more tragically than when they're talking about the death match in 1942, where a load of prisoners of war were actually killed or reportedly killed yeah. after beating German soldiers. I just thought it was a strange choice to focus more on the tragedy of that than, than on this real event uh, that was genuinely tragic. Yeah, it was weird that. Very weird. Yeah, I'm not I think certain like... that death match happened. How they were making out because we looked into that, didn't we? Because we we watched um, Escape to Victory, you know, World War Two, Sylvester mm, yeah. Stallone football film, and I think you know because we we read up about the the death match, and I think it had been like the legend of it had been slightly distorted, hadn't it? Yeah, like, I think yeah. it's contentious about whether actually like it happened as. Mm. Says people definitely as, there was you know, it's, it's kind of some kind news. of match, but how it went, they're not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't think it was like you know, the final whistle blew and then they lined them up and shot them or something, which is sort of how they make it out in the in this film, you know, because they tried to make it seem really, um, you know, obviously that would be terrible, but I, I, I feel like they were playing a bit fast and loose with it, and it's kind of a nasty thing, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's a bit grim that they kind of use it to be like, oh. The FIFA politics of yeah, Ramey was great. Also, how you know they deal with the '34 World Cup. How Ramey was shocked that Mussolini used the 1934 World Cup in Italy to, 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 further, to further his fascism, and he makes it very clear that he is not a fan of fascism. Yeah, not actually, aligned with FIFA's values. Very strong stance. I mean, Italy take a bit of a beating in this as well because they keep referring to the fact they stole the World Cup twice. You know, <laughs> Like a bit harsh, but yeah, um, I'm not sure of the legitimacy of the early World Cups really. Um, no. There's like that 1951 I was just reading up. Uruguay played one group game to get through their group, and others were playing three group games to get through their oh, group. Really? I didn't these, know there that. There were these misweighted groups because teams had pulled out and stuff. So right. very strange setup of the tournament. Mm. Yeah, I think I think if you look through like any World Cup before, like maybe up to like 1982, oh, the hosts will at least make maybe. the semi-final and yes, uh, or 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 win it. It's yeah. kind of given. 
Just going back to what you were saying earlier, David, about Jules Remey walking out of a tunnel towards the light. <laughs> when he died. When he died, did, yeah. Did anyone else think when he actually did die, there's no way that Gerard Depardieu would fit in that coffin? <laughs> it's well, like, you know. Like they show his funeral with his coffin getting lowered down. And I'm like, have you gone a diet before the end or something? It was like a kid's coffin. Yeah, yeah. it's the size yeah. of a house in it. There's no way that they'd have to really, uh, yeah, there's no way they got him in that. No way I didn't at all. think I didn't think that actually, James. But that's why I always have you with me to that's point it. those things out. It's the vital kind of analysis <laughs> that I bring. Yeah. <laughs> what about James? What about you, James? What part of the movie was the least? Was Was there any sort of shining light bit where, like, ah, actually, that's that's re- slightly resembles the film? No. Um, <laughs> I th- I feel like what? <laughs> I think I. I there's a few bits of casting in it that I found a little bit weird, like Sam Neill playing Avalanche. You know, he's sort of he's sort of made out to be all right, isn't he, at the beginning? Then he yeah, yeah. then he's made out to like totally throw poor poor defenseless set Blatter like well, under the bus. Those, those evil journalists. Isn't that an interesting character arc? Like once <laughs> <laughs> this movie, some <laughs> he's personal so, development. I mean, you know, I, I, oh my goodness, and some bits that happen, like set Blatter, like making the point of. I paid all the FIFA employees out of my own personal money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, I wonder if that, I mean, if he did that, that's great. But it's like, he really, it just goes out of its way so much to make him look good. They didn't really ask the question, how did you have that much money? Yeah, 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 that was my question. (laughs) And then, like, two scenes later, you see, like, these people swimming in swimming pools and, like, nice hotels and whatnot. It's like, couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. I mean, Havalanche's place is incredible. Before he hands over, like, the, you know, when he when he's meeting up with Seth Blatter and he's saying, oh, you know, I want you to succeed, succeed me. But, like, his house is just, like, this absolutely beautiful place and yeah it's not it doesn't look like there was a shortage of money sloshing around even sorry can we can we talk about that sabutio scene (laughs) (laughs) i mean just horrendous i actually rewound it to check what i was watching because that that was almost the point where i had to call it a day (laughs) they don't know how to play sabutio i was furious (laughs) so listen for those those, um not aware there's a scene where javelin is in his in his house and he's chatting to set bladder about something boring i don't know coca-cola sponsorships or something and his 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 like his not his uh what nephew or something is playing is playing sabutio yeah and he comes along and just picks up the ball and then his 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 nephew is like that's cheating and he's like ah cheating that's a strange way what and what if i was god and yeah (laughs) yeah that's weird that is strange isn't it they, they made a number of choices like that in this though just bits that they included where you're like i thought you're trying to make yourselves look good like this that's a weird thing to well, what, what, what they trying mean? to signify that like he'd gotten too big for his boots or what yeah He's saying like well it's cheating if you get caught or something wasn't he like you know yeah. I, I, we make the rules so it's, you know i could change the <laughs> rules afterwards didn't he point out like to zeb latter this little thing where he wrote like argentina on and then maybe that he made the ultimate decision that that's where the next World Cup is going to be. Because mm. that's that's how I understood it. Because then he tears it apart and then you see like the whole thing coming down, you know, in the stadium. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, I, yeah. Just, yeah, he did. I, I had no idea. Yeah, he was going to, the old paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was such a weird scene. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was distracted by the fact the kid didn't flick the player, he flicked the ball. So, you know, that was, oh, I was furious with that. I missed yeah, that. He beautiful. flicked the ball? Yeah, he just he just flicks the ball with his finger. <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the biggest the crimes in the play. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but is it the thing where you flip the legs or where you tip the hat? Ah, oh, you're the German, hand. you don't see. Yeah, no, because oh, in German, no. in Germany, we have got like this, this yeah. tip fußball where you, where you that... tip the head and then you Yeah, I've seen that one as well. Uh, we, we used to have that as well. I think that was called like pro soccer or something over here. <laughs> I don't quite remember. <laughs> I, re- I remember <laughs> the game. Yeah, but no, Subutio is where you flick the man. Yeah, you flick the man into the ball. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seems more savage. What did you guys think of that uh, New Year's Eve party in the Alps? 
I love the dancing. dancing. The dancing. dancing. So (laughs) natural. Such an organic way of celebrating Christmas. That's what we always do. (laughs) Well, he's on a very mysterious call, but no, everyone just... I I just didn't understand why you'd have a scene with a bunch of people dancing, but play different music over the top of it. The music that the people are dancing to. It's like they're playing this really moody... It was was just to convey the disconnect between him, you know, on the call and them dancing in the background, right? They're in a completely alternate universe there. While he's working hard to keep football alive. That's, you know... It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, so was, can you can any either of you like remember what he was like who he was on the phone with at the time or something was it no it idea probably a sponsor for somewhere yeah he was probably just trying to get more votes because that seemed to be what he spent quite a lot of his time doing played the long game didn't he he did i mean you know that's it was the sensible strategy wasn't it to go after like the um the African delegates and the, the yeah. places that had been underrepresented. Who conveniently um, yeah. got a World Cup shortly after Seth Blatter I mean, became FIFA president, you know. What know, a coincidence. The, the worst World Cup. Yeah, but yeah. even during that yeah. Christmas party, the the, the 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 setting, it was a really beautiful house, right? Like very sophisticated oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. everything. So you have this continuous flow of information that FIFA struggling so much, they don't have any money, but then whenever you actually yeah. at the location <laughs> where everyone is at, yeah. it's like high life, beautiful <laughs> things, swimming pools, yeah, you... somewhere up in the mountains, some residents. Yeah, so it's, just like it's hard to give the viewer a sense of danger that the organization is like running out of money. Yeah. When you have a and has this like sky, sky style lair. overlooking yeah. like guys we've nearly run out of champagne back here you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay so let's let's try and so listener if, if, it, if it sounds like we're sort of jumping all over the place with the plot i think there isn't probably a plot there, a good, so. there is no plot it's yeah. sort of just, this um this line but yeah so Havalanche has sort of like set set Blatter up to be his successor, and then you have and then set Blatter comes through, but then there's like a leak or like there's there's corruption, and then he's got to be the person who's got to weed out this corruption in the organization. But it's it's kind of like the framing of like oh there's this corruption which has been going on before with Havalanche and stuff, and then like Havalanche yeah. is like oh we maybe we failed you by having this corruption in the organization. It's it's kind of weird, right? It's like he also, because he was in the organization for ages before yeah. too, right? Like this couldn't be a surprise to him that suddenly now there's some bad men somewhere, you know. Yeah, he was second in command, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think like Blatter looking for the source of the corruption is a bit like, a bit like Matt Damon in The Departed looking for the mole when he is the mole. <laughs> you know, it's like it was. Yeah, um, like I think the the journalist that sort of confronts him sort of says, doesn't he? He's like, "Come on, you were second in command, you." You knew of this, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the the journalist in the film is that's a direct representative of Andrew Jennings and the book Foul, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because he famously, you know, pushed was one of the few people to sort of push on it for for a number of years. So that's what my feeling was. Yeah, because it's it's Mm. interesting how like um, there's not really like this. This is such a sort of plot major part of the plot is him dealing with how this this book coming out and it's like won't you defend your name and he's like well there's there's some leaks everywhere and he's trying to yeah. deal with it you know every every organization has its rotten apples doesn't it you know it's just just one rotten apple <laughs> yeah nothing this wrong with a the lovely tree. approach you know <laughs> president of an organization well you know yeah. bad happens everywhere yeah. <laughs> can't do shit we like, can't all be perfect can we you know yeah oh, <laughs> at least i've got yeah. nice christmases <laughs> yeah but I, I did find it kind of interesting how like joe Havalange was painted as like he started off good but ended up being super corrupt and stuff like it's yeah. But then they tried to get him back to being like a good guy again when you he sort of gives a little bit of um, a little bit of advice, like he goes to his old mentor for a bit of advice about how to deal exactly. with things. And I just thought this just looks like the moment Set Blatter realised he had to break all the rules to be correct. He's like, it doesn't look like he's getting a bit of good advice. It looks like he's finding out how to bend the rules. 
Yeah, he's like, I, I need to win this re-election thing. And yeah. Are trying to, I have eight votes. I need to find the undecided and con- yeah. quote unquote, un- convince them. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was just like, oh, they'll be convinced. You know? <laughs> like, Christ, are you going to pay them off or kill them? I'm not quite sure. But also, also the, the point is that, like, if, if they want to bring him down, he's able to bring them all down with him as well. And, like, this is supposed to be, like, so he's supposed to be a hero of a film, but he's just been, like, kind of holding the organization hostage and like <laughs> as as in his position it's, i feel weird how like the sort of crescendo of the film is our hero being like i have to play by the rules of the game and be as corrupt <laughs> as the rest <laughs> yeah i mean it was just he's, he's just getting his excuses in early isn't he just you know well look i, ha- I had to do it guys you know yeah it's the, you know the, he was just uh obviously saw what was coming around the corner in real life i think I'm not sure there was any real aim to this film, to be honest. I think it was literally just a vanity project. And and they thought, hey, we've got some... You know, FIFA's supposed to be like a not non-profit organisation. Yeah. But by that, they mean, hey, let's spend all our money. So, that you know, they they just saw a chance to make a movie about themselves, I think, and somehow managed to con three actually fairly reputable actors into getting involved in it so yeah. I, I don't think there was much thought process other than these are what we think are the glorious parts of fifa you know our our glory days of how we started off as this little underdog and then created the greatest football competition in the world and then you know tried to rescue africa poor old africa you know we'll bring them into the modern age with our football and um I think that's all they were really trying to do, just glamorise themselves, really. But I mean, it's FIFA, so surely they've got some PR person sitting there thinking this stuff through, Yeah, right? it's, it's like Seb Blatter done wrote a pretty the shit job Someone signed off on this. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, that's what I mean, but that's, but that's so flabbergasting to me. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I think it might just be a case of they're just there isn't anybody in FIFA that's actually that good at their job, and they've just all conned their way to the top. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah. who knows? Well, they knows? weren't really held to account by anyone, were they? Because they literally made the rules up for themselves. And yeah. they were based in, you know, Switzerland. They weren't really held to any sort of international law with a, a lot of the stuff that was going on. So, yeah, I mean, I guess when you get to that stage where you probably are, as an organisation, just a bit arrogant and you think you can just do whatever. I mean, I saw some of the uh, original titles for the film, uh one was men of legend no oh way <laughs> yeah which i think no is way. slightly ambitious and the other was but that's exactly what i mean with this founding father myth like yeah. it's just yeah. insane the How other much... name was the, the dream makers oh like, my god i mean they just obviously don't have a clue at all they don't they don't seem to know how they are actually perceived like no. you don't go up to man in the street and they go oh you know i'm not bothered about the game this weekend what i'm worried yeah. about is what's happening at the next FIFA extraordinary board meeting. Yeah. You know, How big is the next Coca-Cola deal? Yeah. <laughs> and just like all of those deals looked <laughs> dodgy, didn't they? I mean, like the Uruguay thing is done like very dodgy. Very, and very Then dodgy. Coca-Cola is basically buys a guy a drink in a bar. Yeah. And then Adidas is literally in, from the back of a boot in a Petra seat. It looks like he's buying a load of like fake goods to sell at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So, I truck, don't understand yeah. why they're trying to show this in the movie. It's like Adidas, okay, they're like this yeah. new sportswear brand, going to be the future. And he just yeah. opens up the boot of his, of his car. He's like, I've got some track suits, yeah. I've got some socks. Got, yeah, you're under, aren't you? As a viewer, you're supposed to be like, yeah. oh. It's like he's going eight pound each, two for a tenner. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, the Adidas car boot sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, that probably was my one of my favourite things in it was the like tango ball and just some of that Adidas merchandise because it did look nice. Yeah. You know, the yeah. fact that he was pedalling it from the back of a car was one thing. But <laughs> I did, uh, like I did love when he, when the Adidas guy like sort of opened up his briefcase and then he had like the slide of the ball and it's like I want <laughs> yeah. I want you to make this ball the star of the next World Cup. And, like, <laughs> yeah, the bladder looks at it like this on this car. This. Mm. Does look like a ball, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he have the ball in his car? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, true. It's got everything else in the trunk. Why not the ball? Like, come on. There's no space within with all yeah. the track suits. Yeah, all the boots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's no God. ball there. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. I, I do think that, like, Set Blatter was probably trying to retcon a few things from his own life as well, you know, or comments that he'd made previously, like, because oh, yeah. he, he, he goes on about, like, oh, we've got to be thinking about women's football, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the like, women's football thing is very conspicuous, I feel. He's on record as saying some pretty shady things about Wasn't it like women's football. How to make they, should women's wear, football. they should wear tighter shorts. Yeah, how to get more people to watch women's football, get them yeah. to wear tighter shorts, yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, don't try and make yourself, like, the big champion of it, Set. Come on, no one's going to believe that. And also yeah. the stuff, like, politically with FIFA, right? It's very, let's leave, like, he, Joe Havalanche hangs up the phone. It's like, we will not let apartheid South Africa back into FIFA when, yeah. forgive me if I'm wrong, right? They, 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 they had them in for years, right? And... Yeah, yeah, there was this pro-apartheid association in South Africa, which FIFA first supported in 1951. And then only later on, they were actually, you know, more publicly engaged in the fight against apartheid there. So was it, it was, was clearly it when all the other sports started public... banning them or something? Huh? Was it when all the other sports started banning exactly, them? FIFA exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, and and they, they very conveniently only showed that later part then yes. when they were beginning to criticise this but left out the mm. whole other story within this film. I mean, we, yeah. we had this on like another podcast that we did but um, one of the ideas that uh, Stanley Rouse had was that for the 1960s, because this like about how people would deal with South Africa and also Rhodesia, that they would have for 1966, South Africa would be allowed to compete with an all-white team. But then for 1970, they had to have they, they were they had to have an all-black team, and that was how they were going to deal with. Oh right, back, the oh, South Africa oh back into Yikes! <laughs> but then, let's let's talk about a bit about like some of the people, like the actors and stuff in, involved, because obviously. <laughs> <laughs> since, since, since good reaction yeah. by the way <laughs> it says it all it says it because I, I like if you're involved in a project like this afterwards you have to try and distance, distance. yourself but i have yeah <laughs> yeah tim roth tim roth has done a pretty good job of that yeah i have the quote from of a team like the director and I, I, he hasn't really directed anything else that he was, he oh, was, what, he was like, uh, second unit director on something yeah, but yeah he he hasn't uh he has not really flourished since uh i'm looking forward to this because i haven't heard any of these comments okay so, so. He, he 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 told the hollywood hollywood reporter in 2015 that he tried to strike a balance between a disney propaganda film and a costa gavras michael moore film <laughs> but, but the project ultimately tipped in fifa's favor he added now i'm seen as bad as the guy who brought aids to africa or the guy who caused the financial crisis my name is all over this mess, and apparently I'm a propaganda guy making films for corrupt people. Apparently, he's doing a lot in that sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. really a, he is public enemy number one after all that. I think. I mean, I mean, I mean maybe a bit of a high. Feeling a bit, bit sorry for himself, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he's digging the hole even deeper when he's yeah. like, "Woe is me for getting yeah, all this money." Exactly. Just don't talk about it. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, go on. What were the other ones you found? Of I've also got, I've also got Tim Roth who said, uh, um, "This is a role that will have my father turn it in his grave." I enjoyed that yeah, one. I saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I said he said that he did it for the money, didn't he? Because he had two kids in college and he was in a bit of a, a financial hole. And he, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he said that like on the Jonathan Ross show, but Ross Ross show. But like he was also yeah. like making a joke about it. But it's like, yeah, you're still like in this like. Yeah, corrupt movie. Uh, apparently, Seth Blatter was really happy with. I, I read some comments from him earlier, and he was saying, "I really think that we've got some of the same qualities." I mean, the fact that Tim Roth's playing him about twenty years younger than he actually is by the end of the film. Yeah, know, I'm sure mm. Seth Blatter was loving it. I didn't you know. think he he got like Seth Blatter's walk down actually. Like yeah, in that last bit, yeah, but, when he's walking out. Yeah, the yeah that was he good. Did actually, look a bit like. But Seth I felt it got better throughout the movie. Yeah. It probably doesn't make sense because I don't think that they took it chronologically. Like no, I don't yeah, know at yeah, least. Yeah. But yeah. maybe you just get used to it. But well, maybe that was the first thing they shot, and he was really having a go at it. Yeah. And after <laughs> after a few days, and afterwards he was like, "I don't need to try that hard." 
gonna. But, but I think Tim Roth did try and say that, like, he tried to. He read he he read the script and saw that it was like basically a FIFA propaganda film. But he tried to like subtly put in like some of the bladder corruption stuff into his performance, and I was nice. like, what? <laughs> That's yeah, he... performance art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way I walked conveyed my discontent yeah, exactly. with the <laughs> Well, we yeah. normally pick an MVP out of our what we call our team sheet, which is the cast, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I've written down for this, these are my in-depth notes, everyone is average. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't think anyone was particularly bad. Nobody really did much, you know? No, it, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd, I'd struggle to pick a best actor out of who's the guy? That lot, oh, to be oh, Fisher Fisher Stevens is in it. Um, yeah, he, he's he a bit plays weird. Carl Hirschman, who's one of the early, um, who's like the the sidekick to um, uh, yeah, what's Just his name? Jim Drumay, isn't he? At the beginning, is he, is he the guy who guys? We will call it the Federation International. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did Be think, fun. right? Yeah. <laughs> the problem with him is he's got like a really dodgy history of doing quite offensive, stereotypical accents as well. Because Fisher Stevens, he's yeah, the, uh, yeah, he's the guy oh, in Short Circuit. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. He, he's he the guy brown, who plays brownface. Yeah, the guy they brownface to play the Indian yeah. guy from Short Circuit One and Two, and it's like, oh, just have you not learned to? Yeah. Stop doing accents. Stay away. Film. Just, yeah, stay away from it. Oh, God. I quite, actually, I quite like that first scene where they're all sitting around the table, all these, you know, people from all the different federations. And they, not only do they have a slightly dodgy accent speaking in English, but they all just like to say their nationality as well as they introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Germany stands with you. Holland is there too. You know, Belgium will support you. And it's like, what was going on there? Yeah. <laughs> It was it was very awkward. Very and awkward. also, it's like we will need a secretary general. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you you brought it up, mate. Yes. You so brought it up, man. Let's do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You've mentioned yeah. it. You're doing it. You smelt it, dealt it. You know. <laughs> oh God. But then, what, so I, what I was what I was wondering about, like, because usually the narrative of football is that it's working class, right? Even in the ASL talks that are there now, that's yeah. kind of the big thing that mm. is supposed to be the the story of football that was brought up by the working class. Mm. I didn't get why FIFA then, because it, it seemed like an elitist project all the way through, right? Mm. Like yeah. we talked about kind of the mentions that are portrayed at the end, but even at the beginning, it's kind of a very sophisticated meeting with very important yeah. people left and right. So I didn't even I, I didn't understand why they wouldn't like include more of the public appeal of mm. this sport into this story because that was kind of not existent yeah right I, I probably that these men who did were like jules Romay and the others were probably sort of like landed nobles rights who like had the time to sort of meet to have these meetings i don't know and like set up this thing right probably yes yes oh yeah because <laughs> they're just swanning around europe like having these dinner parties where they're all deciding how to carve up you know the biggest well what's going to be the biggest sport they're certainly not humble men to begin with i don't think no i mean they were able to work in an organization that was basically failing for 30 years and all seemed to be doing okay out of it so they must have had something behind them i think yeah yeah until the yugos uh, uruguayan guy came along with his big sack yeah. of gold yeah <laughs> I also love I loved it when he's like okay he's trying to sell the Uruguay uh Uruguay World Cup and he's like they stand they, they've been eating at this sort of like cafe thing and then he goes on to like the grass bit and stuff and he has two arms and love 100,000 spectators <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah. what a what a peculiar film isn't it I mean like I think it's the lowest rated film on IMDb I think think oh yeah um yeah i think or, or out of on imdb's bottom 100 films it's the only one oh that's it it's the only one with a metacritic score of one percent one percent you know and Generous. i think on rotten tomatoes it has zero percent yeah you know i well, mean that is quite something well, you know you talk about the cast have tried to distance themselves from it it kind of seems like fifa have tried to distance themselves from it because this movie's almost un unavailable yeah, you know, yeah we we all obviously bought a copy of the dvd and shit yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but um 
you know, it's it's isn't that you can't find it. Like it's and the one place I could find it was on a couple of American sites like Amazon for or mm. whatever, but you had to be in America to watch it. But the reviews were quite funny underneath it. So I'll just read you a couple of them. Oh god. So there was one from Ice Cold Cube. He said, What an absolute turd of a film. Five stars. So <laughs> Then uh, you got Anthony gave it one star. Please don't buy this. Paul said, a truly great work of fiction, uh, which I quite enjoyed. Jake said, one star. Please make it possible to give zero stars. Um, and then Penny said, five stars. Arrived on time, was well packaged and what I expected. So there you, go. you can't argue with Penny, can you? <laughs> Did she write? Did you? Did she write this review before she'd seen the film? Just, yeah, I'm I think so. Sure. Yeah. Oh god! I, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm just waiting for the 4K Ultra HD, uh, res- <laughs> yeah. you know, remastered version. Oh, the well, 3D, see... 3D version. You can yeah. be in the boardroom. Yeah, it's a direct uh, commentary with Seth Blatter doing it. You know, just saying how he was like, like framed by all these people all the way through it. Oh, I, I really think... did say that about women. I love well, them. This had been such a failure for FIFA. I did think like you could sort of sneakily buy the rights to it off them. And do like a Snyder cut, get get a few of the actors back, do the updated <laughs> scenes, and actually turn it into this big corruption expose, you know? Because I think you could actually, if you wanted to make like a like it's like the story of FIFA of like the last ten years, you could make a film of it with the yeah. corruption and like the arrest. You could, you could yeah. make it quite yeah, exciting. Yeah. yeah. I mean Definitely. it's like a political thriller, really, isn't it? I mean, well, it could be, because it is basically politics, but you know, sport politics, not you know international politics but the, all, everything that happens all the themes would be exactly the same I mean, there's yeah there's no reason why they have to be having conversations about coca-cola and tango all the way through it but obviously that's what they really felt i mean yeah <laughs> from their perspective of course they have like, it wouldn't be in the interest of fifa to make this movie yeah that's, that's no, like the thing which is why why did they do it like it, I, I, that's me, my like, question yeah, throughout the show yeah, part. The whole part i don't like, know why they could have made I just a film don't know. about they could have not touched any of the more political side of the voting and all that stuff. And they could have done a story about, oh, look, these guys set up FIFA and then there was these World Cups and it grew and it grew. And all people from around the world got into football and it was a really nice story. But they just they they dabble their feet in this like murky corruption in a way that it seems like they just want to say it was really bad at one point but now it's all good don't worry it's all good now yeah. don't come yeah. asking questions yeah. it just feels really odd because i think actually like the interesting thing with bladder is like how he sort of how he rose to power was he did actually see how sort of african countries or other mm. like countries were being ignored by the traditional fifa establishment and obviously he kind of used them for his own sort of like power hungry um pursuits but actually like it is a thing how like traditionally football looked down from uh, down on countries which weren't part of south america and europe and like we're excluding them from the from from the world cups and stuff so you could quite easily i feel make a sort of set bladder underdog story of, a more sympathetic yeah yeah, of yeah. yeah yeah definitely because that's that's all true isn't it i mean i mean they don't need to take quite the side swipes at the, uh, England and or they have these English people coming out with some really offensive stuff in it. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> the, well, how would they understand the subtleties of a game invented by whites? It's like yeah. it's so like toe curling. You know, it's it, it's just so awkward that stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, it it was good. It's great that they were able to get um, countries from all around the world involved in it. They don't really discuss asia very much i didn't think mm. i mean they do they do mention that um was it 2002 that was in japan and korea yeah, south korea and japan yeah they did, but they don't really show much of that competition as as i remembered it no. they, they talk it was, about it was politics over, a bit, overshadowed yeah. by set bladder's pursuit of re-election <laughs> well yeah that, that was the real story wasn't it <laughs> and then the geopolitical drama the maybe a bit yeah. between these two countries but nothing much more no who even remembers who won that World Cup? But you know, we all know that Sebastian oh, got re-elected. Brazil did. <laughs> did yeah. they? Two thousand and two. Yeah, against yeah. Germany. It's oh, the first World Cup I watched. I was so it was, sad. It was Ronaldo's redemption, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, 
because he because he was sick in the '98 World Cup final. Oh yeah, sick in and the then we got World to the Cup final, final, but 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 Michael Bala couldn't play because play because he got his second yellow card, and then that's what that was that. So yeah. yeah, the thing I remember about 2002 is I had to go to watch it. Wake up school. early. Yeah, like you were allowed to miss lessons if you were at school watching it. Really? You, yeah, but you weren't allowed if it was an England game. That's England. But right. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to uh, not be in lessons otherwise. So yeah. that was quite a fun watching experience actually, because it was like two hundred kids in the assembly room yeah. watching watching England on a big screen. It was quite fun. Yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? Like some of the matches were at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. It was really strange, but um, it was quite a good World Cup. I really liked that one. Yeah, is that the one where Rivaldo did that fake, like he'd been? Yes. When they kicked the ball, <laughs> the, 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 and then the, he's like, oh, "Kicks it his his knee." Yeah, yeah. Far, oh, far better topic to talk about than United Passions. <laughs> well, we tried to we tried to drag it away. <laughs> we just back oh, anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But does anyone have any sort of final words before we, you know? consign this film to the dustbin of history well i just feel like you know we mentioned it briefly there's this these kids playing a game that's interspersed throughout this movie playing on mm. like a dirt pitch you know dusty pitch unidentified I, location yeah and i Could feel be like, anywhere which is quite good i suppose yeah well and then obviously the girl the one girl that's playing scores this golden goal to win the game and i did feel like as james has touched on that was kind of representative of what FIFA were trying to do with this movie. And it was like, hey, don't worry about what happened before this point. It's it's the golden goal that counts. And look, we've done the good, one good thing now, so we're good, you know? And I kind of yeah. feel like that's what they were trying to do with that whole sequence. Um, and I just didn't really think it... It was a bit awkward. Though, what, what's it? the one good thing now, though? <laughs> well... <laughs> good question <Yeah>. because <laughs> I think at the time it was probably going to be there's no golden goal man no I guess it was it was probably like hey we're taking football to new places or whatever okay yeah. but then what was it months later they were raided by the FBI or CIA or whoever. I mean I think oh, no, like on, on, was, the, yeah. on the US release like that weekend Sir Bladder was was arrested. it yeah there we go Oh, but it's true because it, it's end, it ends on the note on the note of South Africa yeah, being appointed ex- the next exactly yeah. and you know yeah. post of the World Cup. Is pushing I mean, I, I sort of wish that this film had come out a few years later and they could have included like the uh, you know the ballots for the uh, the Qatar World Cup and things like that because it'd be really interesting to see how there was definitely no backdoor dealings yeah. that went on around that. You know. Yeah, and 2018 as well. You yeah, know. 2018 when England was absolutely robbed. Yeah, getting it. <laughs> absolutely quite comical. Robbed. Like yeah, make yeah. a sequel, but yeah, try yeah. to stay on topic. <laughs> you've got to make a sequel. United yeah. Passions too, but you've yeah. got to carry on the themes from the previous yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could do one around UEFA and have Michelle uh, uh, Platini in it as well, I suppose, because there was almost as much stuff going on with them at yeah. the same time, wasn't there? Because I think he didn't he. Ah, uh, he was just as dodgy, yeah. yeah he, I mean, they were all wrapped up well. together. He was tied they? in with, uh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've all been they've all been tarred with the same oh. brush. But I think even those that are, you know, Gianni Infantino is kind of not completely clear of this either. No, so, no. you know, Infantino's, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. It it was it was very. Odd. I did find it odd that like goes what David was saying about that that match that was cut throughout the film. That why I don't know. It's like it felt, it felt a bit weird to have the poor girl who'd been stuck in goal the whole match, and then she's just like, "Oh, I'll go and score then." But it, yeah. it just seemed a bit weird that. And Golden Goal was also not that popular of a thing, even when it came out. I mean, no, but you did used to play it in the school playground. Oh, I, I, I thought they were just sort of t- so taken aback by her turning into Cristiano Ronaldo. They were just carrying her around for like ten minutes, yeah. like two hours straight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she was a terrible goalkeeper. Whoever decided to put her in net had yeah. that yeah. serious question. I question them really. That is, you know, that's one thing we found. Every football film we've watched, someone will take a penalty or a free kick, and the goalkeeper dives dives so out of the way, far the yeah. wrong way past it. It's like if they just stood still. There's no yes. way the goalkeeper's doing that, and she did do that. So she's yeah. another thing with down. escape to victory with Sylvester Stallone that he's just like, you know, oh, he's yeah. he's doing these amazing saves when the ball is like quite clearly just right next to him. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I must yeah. have, I right must down have missed, the middle of the goal. Yeah, I must have missed the cut with the amazing saves because uh, <laughs> that's not the version of Escape to Victory I watched. <laughs> it really um, did make it made me think of Escape to Victory because in that we found out when we were doing our research on it. Sylvester Stallone yeah. we thought he was the biggest star. He wanted, despite playing the goalkeeper, to score the winning goal. Um, and like, and so this girl got to live Sylvester Stallone's dream as well. So <laughs> yeah, she probably, did. That was probably yeah, my you're favorite right. Bit. <laughs> it's a little Easter egg for Escape to Victory. <laughs> 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 could you could you do could you imagine like maybe an escape to victory united passions crossover <laughs> with Seth blatter and the boys in prison playing oh for their God. free playing oh, for their freedom man. but it's that playing they've got to organize a, a yeah. sponsorship deal with coca-cola <laughs> You could mash up quite a few movies there as well. You get a bit of Mean Machine or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Longest Yard in there as well. Yeah, that's get Vinnie right, Jones yeah. in there. They were all Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini are all like in Guantanamo Bay or something. Yeah. You know, and they've all got, yeah, they've got to play the guards to escape. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, there's a film in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I think, I think I'm done. You know, I, I feel like there was... There were some suggestions I saw. These are completely unfounded speculation. Uh, that maybe they were just doing some like um, cleaning up of some money, if if you would, you know, when they were making this film. You know, it was yeah. just a good little, oh, a right. good little device. But had, you know, like, that's completely million, unfounded speculation. Sixteen million true, euros so. lying around that they had yeah. to somehow account exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, towards the end of the financial year, right? You yeah, get rid just, of it somehow, just, and then you. What will we do? Yeah. Let's make a film. But I, if you've got any suggestions of good sports movies, I mean, yeah. I, 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 we won't hold United Passions against you as your bar. But like, <laughs> I mean, nothing the else. Other, you've the you've saved us doing it. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, if nothing else, you've saved us doing it on our own. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, now can you blame it on us? <laughs> but I would say the other, like the other football film that we covered on this podcast, like Next Goal Wins, yeah. is genuinely yeah. one of my favourite films. And well, I haven't seen that. No, I, I haven't love, either. I have, and I definitely I have want to. like uh, probably cried every time I've seen it. So, so oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. okay, cool. Well, I'm quite a softie, so I'll probably break down. So that'll be fine. Yeah. So how can, down how, can guys, how can guys find your podcast on, on, on Twitter and stuff? What's your, if people want to listen to you? Yeah, we're at FOS underscore pod on Twitter. And we should be available on Anywhere you get your podcast, Field of Screens Pod, the Sports Movie Podcast. The Sports Movie Podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> Did you call it the Sports Movie in case someone else was like oh, a Sports Movie Podcast? There was already... somebody else that had it. Uh, <laughs> that's why I went for the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, yeah. David and James, for joining us. Uh, thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. It's really good fun. Great. Far, far more enjoyable than the film. <laughs> Definitely. Cheers. Cheers, All Podcast Network.